Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to our Align with the Stars call at Good Vibe Astrology. I'm Jeanette, here with Kim, and I'm really looking forward to looking at your charts and seeing what's up in the stars lately and how we can leverage it to our highest benefit. But, Kim, you had a couple things you wanted to talk about before we started looking at charts, right? I do. I do. I. It's so funny because I, I modeled after you, waiting for inspiration about what to focus on for this talk because there's options. You know, we've just had the full moon, or we're coming up to the full moon, um, and there's been, of course, the ongoing Saturn square Neptune, and Venus and Mercury have been conjunct, and Mars is going direct, and so there's a lot of things that I could focus on for, you know, a lot of things to align with, and so I thought, oh, I'll just wait for inspiration, <laughs> and I did, nothing came, <laughs> nothing, it was just nothing, I thought, oh, well, I'll have to just make a rational decision, inspiration is not, uh, give me anything, <clears throat> so I still, I just couldn't do it, I, I thought, oh, well, you know, we'll go with it when it happens. And then I was just disappointed because she did always get inspiration. She gets on these calls and she might even just, you know, change her topic because inspiration is so strong. I was like, where's mine? (laughs) Where's my inspiration? Anyway, I woke up this morning and I was meditating. It was like a dam broke. It was like a dam broke and I just got flooded with the inspiration about what I wanted to talk about. And then I just came down and started making all these notes. And um, anyway, I have enough to probably write a book now on what I want to talk about. <laughs> I, won't go, I won't like go through all my notes. There's way too much information here. But what I want to do is just talk briefly and then we'll look at the charts and see how this relates to you guys. But I want to talk about, number one, we've got... We've got Jupiter in Virgo, and it's been in Virgo for almost a year. It's going to move on into Libra in uh, a short period of time. In fact, is it tenth of tenth uh, of September? And yes, yeah, see, we get yay. So we're like all excited into Libra. No, okay. So I'm saying, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I don't want you guys to miss the opportunity of these last days and uh, weeks of Jupiter in Virgo. And where I want to take this is into the idea of worry. And I know you think, that's very LOA. (laughs) So we're going (laughs) to, don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) We're going to pivot off worry. But first, I... I do associate Virgo with worry, and I just want to talk a little bit about what that is and how we might be aligned with and habitual to worry and how that might be blocking us, how that might be strangling us. And the really cool thing is, because I get really thorough when I start to research something, I thought, okay, well, what, where's the word worry come from? Uh, it's the German Virgen to strangle, to choke off. <laughs> and to turn, oh. so it's like ringing, the ringing of the neck. <laughs> I'm laughing, but but uh, this is where it comes from. And I think it's so apt because worry totally strangles our alignment with what we want, doesn't it? It just it chokes yeah. off. Even Abe talks very specifically about, and I can't think of how they say it right now, but, Jeanette, you know, the cutting off of the flow, right? The, the, yeah. the yeah, and worry seems to exemplify that. And and then I thought, okay, so what does it mean now? It's, of course, to cause this mental distress or trouble. And the key word is mental. Worry is imagined. 
Worry is something that we imagine might happen. And on an evolutionary scale, super important. Okay, We are hardwired for it because 10,000 years ago when we were living in caves, the, the ancestor that woke up and worried that the and wondered and worried that the the fire wasn't banked properly and it might go out and we might all freeze to death got up and checked <laughs> and fixed the fire because she was worried. Um, the the ancestor that was woke up and was worried that. Uh, the, the kids, the children might uh, be missing. They might have wandered off. They didn't worry about that. She, she got up and she went and looked for them, found them. So the line goes on. <laughs> so the, our DNA weeded out. I think in an evolutionary scale, here comes raw, um, <laughs> evolutionary scale, we weeded out the uh, blase, oh, you know, fire, no fire, kids here, no kids here, no worries. We weeded that out because of how important it was to survive. And it also, this struck me, this was part of the waterfall, I got so excited about it, worry actually led to incredible creativity. Uh, the aboriginals uh, in this country have this, I don't know if Jeanette's on the call, but I mean, yeah. Oh, Janet. Ja Janet, sorry. Of course, Janet's on the call. I don't know if Janet's on the call. She can chime in about this. But the uh, Aboriginals have this beautiful uh, story, this mythology about the Quinkins, the Imjim Quinkins and the Tamari Quinkins. Anyway, the Imjim Quinkins, which are these bestial kind of things, they stole children. They stole children and they painted the Quinkins on walls of the caves and, you know, in the firelight, they looked like they were leering in and they had red eyes. And the, the point is, all this beautiful creative storytelling sprung from the worry of losing the children. And uh, the, obviously the story was created to protect the children, to teach them, to warn them, stay near the fire. <laughs> Or, you know, we might lose you. You might lose your life. It, it also sprung our our desire to connect with the ineffable. It, it boosted our spirituality because we were looking for and expanding out towards what could protect us. What can we align with to make our lives safe? So I won't go on and on because I have like 20 pages of notes on this. I'm so excited. But the idea is that worry initially was our friend. And you have to respect that your DNA is wired for it. It is easier for us to cascade along negative, a negative bias or negative thinking thoughts to, uh, in the idea that it's going to protect us or it's going to um, keep us alive. And when it comes to maybe crossing a busy street, yeah, you don't want to just have this total positive bias that I don't even have to look both ways. I can just step out here. Or maybe, who knows, on a bigger scale, like attracts like, and you can surround yourself in a bubble of light and go anywhere. That's quite possible. But you can see what I'm saying, that the idea of worry it has become habitual. This is one reason why I associate it so much with Virgo and the sixth house, and Mercury, it's its a habit, it's a thought, it are thoughts that don't actually exist, it's an imaginary thought, it's a what if, it springs our uh, and feeds our imagination, which can be awesome for creativity and storytelling and, and art and all kinds of expression, and it can push us towards an exploration of the divine and our association with our spiritual life. It, it's pretty cool. Where it becomes uncool is when it takes over. And then, of course, it can be crippling. And then and we look at the, the German root of the word to strangle because it will strangle off the life. We don't need to worry like we used to in the caveman days. So with Jupiter in Virgo, I think we have this beautiful opportunity to look at where that is transiting in our chart. Where is Virgo, the late degrees from 22 to uh, the 29 degrees of Virgo in our chart. Let's use this last bit of Jupiter, which expands in Virgo, and find out where we worry, 
where we are actually, what worry is, is pre-paving. We're pre-paving the uh, worst case scenario. And if we can go there and find where that, that is, we can turn it around and pre-pave the positive experiences that we want. And again, it's habitual. We've got to go in and create these new neuropathways and put some effort there. So what I'm saying today <laughs> with Align with the Stars is let's not just go, okay, Virgo, Jupiter's almost out of Virgo. Cause quick, let's talk about into Libra. Yay, let's go there. Let's utilize these last weeks of, of Jupiter and Virgo to unravel where we worry how it might be kinking up our uh, deliberate creation process and what we can do to release it because this worry also has a very, also associated with Virgo, strong effect on our health. Worry creates anxiety and stress, which brings up all our uh, release of the steroids and cortico, uh, steroid hormones, which cause all kinds of fight and flight responses which shut down our immune system and cascade us towards, air quotes, dis-ease. So that's what I'm on board with. Does anybody have any questions or comments about this before we um, take it any further? I can just see so many areas where this actually applies for me, Kim, so I'm really appreciating this invitation to uh, harness those worries into something much more productive not because I'm actually as we are as we speak, I realize I'm having my Jupiter return <laughs> in the eighth oh. house. And uh-huh. some of you maybe have heard me talk about uh, some of my IRS challenges and also um, oh joint resources, other people's money. I've I've been in process of buying a new place, wondering how to get my equity out of this one while I have an uncooperative ex as a co-owner. <laughs> so it's it's all sorts of opportunities for me to take that. Um, to take thought into a negative, challenging place, and I have been there. <laughs> uh, wow. But I, yeah. I really appreciate this uh, this invitation to be more self-aware and more clear and to use our power for more good. Well, I'm in that same category. Um, and the, the difference with me is that I have Mars retrograde in my natal chart. And so even though I've had all this stuff going on around me and I'm moving retirement accounts and I'm trying to straighten out uh, a inheritance of property for my mother and there are people that are being uncooperative and everything, I couldn't give a damn. Yay! <laughs> now, normally I, normally I obsess about everything. But this, you this said whole, how you do that. How to not give a damn. Let's have a clinic on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think the thing about the, uh, having Mars retrograde in my natal chart is that it's just, I'm like gotcha. this all the time. This is normal for me. Oh, I gotcha. Wow, cool. Who is this speaking? This is Fred. Oh, wonderful. Well, nice to hear you on the call. Thanks for chiming in. Sure. Mm. It's. If, if we get, I, I, I just think I just wanted to say that was wonderful to hear Jeanette, as it always is to hear. Um, and it's interesting where your Jupiter is because if we get a chance, my chart was looked at last week, so I'm right on the back of the on the line, and I don't I don't mind either way. But um, the sun, the Jupiter's been, you know, because my sun's on the IC, and Jupiter's been crossing it for a while, and it's back on at 19 degrees Virgo, so it's you know, and because Jupiter rules the uh, seventh house of mine, it's it's kind of big Jupiter time as well. So there's a few of us with big Jupiter times at the moment. Mm. Mm, absolutely. And the interesting thing is, uh, what we have put together here is the Virgo, which can, uh, thinking it's protecting us, can be all a lot of gremlin worry. Uh, mainly because it analyzes, it perceives so deeply, and it looks at every every possible scenario. It's it's Mercury, and it's um, so astute, which can lead to more worry because <laughs> you can see out where everything might possibly go. Uh, but the opposite of that, which has a lot to do with Jupiter itself, is optimism. It's unconcern with the fine details. And it's trust. And I think those are 
not the antidotes in the sense that we want to anti anything, but they're the other side of the stick. If on one side of the stick we've got worry and and fear and anxiety about how something might work out, um, obviously turning that stick up the other direction and focusing on the calm, optimism, the unconcern, uh, the carefree, and the trust is a way to balance if we get too far into the worry. It's basically uh, what I'm kind of focusing on today is going down the other path. We've a worry and the concern is the prepaving of a, of a certain type, right? We're prepaving how it might go. It's like I'm going to go to the dentist and I start worrying about is it going to hurt? Is it going to cost a lot? Is it going to um, work? You know, are they? Yeah, <laughs> that one. Is it even going to work? Are they going to end up saying, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not prepaving a very damn good time at the dentist. Yeah, no matter how good your dentist is, they're going to have a hard time overcoming that kind of power when we're flowing. Same with the IRS. It's just, it's going to be whatever we say it is. And we're doing that with the thoughts we engage. Exactly. Life, uh, it's it's just like is attracting like. If we focus on the worrying thoughts, if we focus on the negative bias, we're going to have that. We're creating it, okay? And we know better. We all understand the law of attraction here. We all understand that we are focusing towards deliberate creation, getting what we do want. And so the pivoting away from that worry means we've got to replace it by prepaving something better. We've got to replace it with, uh, I love my dentist. I trust. Wow, look at so far so good with this person. Um, I know that he never overcharges. And even if it is a lot, he always lets me pay it off. So I'm not going to worry about that. He's going to fix it. This is all going to uh, go smoothly. It's not going to hurt a bit because, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. However I want to see it, I can turn that around. And, yes, it, it can take effort. But you got Jupiter on your side. That is energy, is such a powerful energy. So I guess today I just really want to talk about how we can prepave what we do want to it's like overwrite we're going to ask uh, yeah you just just gave us a really good example of it kim it's as simple as changing the story you know the old one from and i think this requires awareness to recognize when we are engaging negative thoughts or worries but once we see that we are to be willing to shift that story and i agree with you sometimes it takes some effort but you just gave us a perfect example of it tell a better story when we do that, we're going to elicit something different from the people we're playing with or from the world around us. We're either pulling out their best or their worst based on how we're, how we're programming it via those thoughts. Exactly. I think we need to own our power in this. It's easy to think that, oh, you know, <clears throat> well, it's just going to go the direction it will, and everybody else, is, it's all up to the dentist, it's all up to the tax department, it's all up to my partner, or, you know, they hold all the cards. we got to remind ourselves that we're actually the director of this film. We hold the cards. We've got the script. We can rewrite this anytime, anyway, no matter what. And if the situation I'm, is too intense, you can at least use distraction. Instead Amen. Of, yeah, if you can't tell a different story right at that red hot moment, tell a different story. Yeah, at least Go stop to... telling the negative one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or think of it just a completely different part of your life. Like go for a walk. Something Go do that is working. You know, that's why that? Abraham <coughs> Go ahead. No, I just no, had a three alarm hangover will do too. Mhm. Yeah, uh, Kim, to your point, that's why Abraham is always uh, advocating making positive aspect lists. You know, if you if there's something you're uncomfortable with, go find something you can do a little rampage about in a positive way, and um, that's a, a good vibration management practice. I had written, this is interesting to me about changing the story because often I'm on the phone with clients, they got a bad version going, and I'll offer a tweak on it you know like I'll try to edit their story and some of them are very amenable to that oh yeah that's oh, hold on let me write that down that's so good and others are like no it, that won't work because da 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 like they're getting tripped up on the details of the, what I'm sharing so mm-hmm. sometimes I think it requires us 
you know, our own personal touch to find a version that works. And um, I did, I did have, I posted occasionally vibration activations to help someone with a story that they really might not have any foundation in a positive version, whether it's interviewing for a new job or hitting this the dating scene again for the first time in forever or, or whatever. But I I have enough experience with others to know that someone else can't always give you a version that works. It sometimes has to be customized with your own details and own words. I yeah, and I think that resistance to going with the positive because on the on the one hand, anything you say to someone, they're attracting and it's what they it's their it is their version or you wouldn't be saying it to them. Mm-hmm. Right, their resistance is the resistance to themselves, and their. Uh, well, I mean, we seem to hang on to the worry story, and again, I think in some ways that can be um, our DNA, you know. But what if the fire goes out and I don't get up right now and bank it, and you know, we're all going to freeze to death, kind of thing. <laughs> so it takes a lot of awareness, and again, trust. I'm pretty certain that if you've got a coach and they're saying something to you, it is whatever you are wanting to say to yourself, or at least one of the things that you're wanting to say to yourself. So is this uh, is there more that you wanted to share, Kim, or should we start looking at well, some charts? That, yes, that's probably enough from me on that. <laughs> I just wanted to just open the, the idea of it and kind of get everybody on board with um, transiting Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, do we have a chart? I just realized that my, I have to add credit or I'm not going to be able to keep talking. Pop-ups. Okay, all good. <laughs> my Skype was freaking out. Um, this, do we have any charts we can look at? Janelle, well, I'm happy have... to start with yours. If there's, um, no, Jackie had posted one for us. She's she's 870 in the gallery. It's the oh, first yeah. link. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Oh, I, I don't. I don't mind going last. I know Jamie's here. I had a turn last time, so um, Jamie's just had a, a put her chart in too. Well, girlfriend, I just gave everyone. I directed everyone to your chart link, so we're going to you first, then yeah, no, Jamie. Yeah, no, you have to. Okay, okay. <coughs> no backing out. Uh, okay, so uh, we can see that you have Jupiter uh, transiting your sixth house. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody on the call and they're not sure what that means, just trust, just go with this (laughs) and uh, trust me, that's where it is. So we've got focus there. You're going to have Jupiter over Mercury. I would say get, you really want to get that pre-paving going before Jupiter transits Mercury because Mercury is the thoughts that you keep thinking. Jupiter expands. So whatever your story you're telling, it's going to magnify it's magnifying already as Jupiter wow. um, works its way forward. So um, is there a specific thing that you are worried about that you want to, that you're pre-paving worry or, or concern um, that, that you want to well, turn around? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing um, a, I have a, a series of things leading up to the launch of my big program at the end of next month. And I'm, it's so funny because I know I have this pattern of playing small and, and having things fall flat on their face and, I, and my very attention on not letting that continue to be a pattern is <laughs> making it worse. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I need to, um, that is something I need to work on is, is, is shifting it, is to trust that, that the work I've done will work for me, that I'm not the same person as I was. And this Jupiter return will be something amazing. Well, you know what? Um, I've kind of got a little personal example of that because this is a case where past experience, like even recent past experience, let's say the last five years or um, whatever of your coaching or the development or I don't know how long it's been going on, but what you're pulling on is evidence where things haven't gone the right the way you've wanted, is that correct? Yes. Yes. So we've got this evidence, and I had a really similar thing. I've just launched uh, I, uh, my most recent novel, and it's like the ninth novel that I've published, and th- I have past experience of you know some success and some not so successful. You know how it goes, and. Um, mm-hmm. 
And but there, oh, Jeanette will attest to this. There was a lot of worry, wasn't there, Jeanette? <laughs> there was a lot of worry about how things were going to go because it felt like everything's riding on this. I don't know if you're relating to this, oh, Jackie, but it feels oh, like my entire future is riding yes. on this. this is how I felt. I felt this is exactly the same. This is why I don't usually talk about my own experiences when we're meant to be talking about yours, but. Uh, I just want to tell you what I did that's turning this around and uh, because maybe that'll be helpful for you. I felt like everything, and this is the way it is in the publishing industry, you know, if you if a book tanks it in the genre that you're writing, you're going to have a hell of a time, my belief, selling uh, the next one <laughs> in that series. Mm-hmm. It felt like everything rode on how this book was going to do and it's got to do well out the gate it's got to do well in the first uh month the first three months uh this is just the law of um publishing in bookstores and so forth for a variety of reasons anyway i was pretty damn worried and jeanette jeanette helped me with this and there was one thing that she said i can't remember exact but she gave me this example <clears throat> of a woman who who recently, oh, I don't know, last year, 2014 or something, published, and she had this mindset. Uh, I can't remember who her publisher was and so forth. It, the book did very well. It was on New York Times bestsellers list. But what she, she must have had a lot of worry, and what she set forth was, doesn't matter whether I get good reviews, bad reviews, in the bookstores, not in the bookstores, on the top seller list, not on the top seller list. Uh, it just, she went through every scenario and said, doesn't matter. This book's going to be awesome. This book is going to do amazingly well. And uh, I'm paraphrasing. She probably had other words to it. But the idea, because the worry was so detailed, my worry was so detailed, like, uh, what if they don't respond? What if they don't, you know, aren't attracted to the cover? What if the, the blurb isn't right? Uh, what if the publishers isn't getting the distribution where it needs to be? What if I don't get overseas um, rights? What if uh, I get crappy reviews? What if these are all the worries, right? <laughs> Very mm-hmm. detailed. There were lists and lists and lists of them. Everything hangs on it. Like, if this happens, I'm screwed. My writing career is over. That's how life or death I made it. And I took Jeanette's idea, and I I turned it around, not trying to say I get great reviews, because I was too worried I wouldn't. I get mm-hmm. great distribution, because I was too worried I wouldn't. <laughs> I just said, doesn't matter whether I get them or not. Doesn't matter whether people flock to this or not. Doesn't matter whether you know it's on the list or not. Doesn't matter. It's going to be a successful creative project. That was it. That was it. And guess what? <laughs> it's been, it's it been out for three weeks, and my publishers already called me and said uh, they were you know un- doing unexpectedly uh, well. They expected it to do well, but not they. They're so excited about how things are going, and she is uh, wants another book. And I didn't even wow. think that get an offer wow. for another book in the first. You know, we'd have to wait at least three months. Anyway, blah blah blah. Wow, um, that's so fun, Kim. Well, thank yeah. you, but it's not. I just want you to see how this might apply to you. If you could get on board with, you know, uh, those kinds of. This, that, doesn't matter. It could, you know, get mm. pinpoint those worries because they're obviously not going away. See what they are and shift to the idea that this, it, either way, doesn't matter. Um, good reviews, bad reviews, doesn't matter. People, you know, flocking to it, not flocking to it, doesn't matter. Now, how can that not matter? I don't know. But it did. It worked that it didn't matter. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Jeanette, does this make sense to you? I just I just love I love how you put it to work, Kim. And and it kind of goes back to how it might be a different process for each of us to find our better feeling version of the story. But I love, Kim, that you pointed out, look, Jupiter's rolling up on Mercury, so whatever thoughts you're engaging, 
they're going to get bigger. <laughs> so this is a yeah, great advance important. warning. Yeah, to clean mm-hmm. this story up, not to put pressure on, because I, Kim, I really like what you were sharing earlier about it. You, you, what you were sharing made it. It seemed, especially for conscious creators, took some of the angst off of worry, because whatever we resist persists. So mm-hmm. if we can let it be okay that we have some negative thoughts, I think that makes it actually easier to find more positive ones. But um, what a powerful example of of how to take the pressure off of the results that we think matter so much. Exactly. And and the funny thing is, I realized it didn't really matter that much because in the interim I started a a new project in a different genre (laughs) that my agent's really excited about. It's like I I found ways to take the pressure off. It certainly wasn't going to be the end of the world, whether this book worked or not. The other thing is, um, I did get some bad reviews and good reviews. Not everybody loves it. That's the way it it goes. Um, Jeanette, remember when I emailed you and I said that Charlene Harris had 10,000 one-star reviews? Yep. The author of the Suki Stackhouse um, stories, the uh, True uh-huh. Blood that mm-hmm. HBO did. 10, 000, okay, how, you got to have a lot of reviews to get 10,000 one-star reviews. Background noise that might yeah, be background noise. Up. Star six for whoever's got something going on. Yeah. That's not raw hissing. Um, <laughs> he doesn't almost never hisses. Um, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. So Ted, I just went to Amazon.com and I looked at a few of my, you know, these phenomenal writers. Uh, who certainly have phenomenal sales and have gone on multimedia, et cetera, et cetera, and 10,000 one-star reviews. Okay. Uh, and she's, of course, laughing. Because, well, mm-hmm. I guess Because it really doesn't laughing. matter. <laughs> well, it certainly didn't matter to the excess and the gazillion dollars yeah. that she makes off um, of her royalties, et cetera, whatever her goals have been, recognition as a writer and, you know, and that's not her only series. This woman's prolific. She writes all kinds of uh, history and crime novels and so forth. But anyway, with Jupiter in your sixth house, this is the time to change that habit of thinking and you got to so much riding on it and as Jeanette said to me, how can you make it so so much isn't riding on it because really and it, at first I promise you it was not easy and it took these examples the real life example of the woman who was on the New York Times bestsellers list who who had prepaved I don't know if it was conscious or not but she had said it's not going to matter what kind of reviews I get it's not going to matter you know if this demographic you know or that or this nothing's going to matter it's going to do well so Okay, I I hope that will help. Just it will. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for uh, putting it out there. May I ask you one just quick question? If you have a moon, if you have a full moon going in somewhere that doesn't have any of your planets in it, like at this next new moon, a full moon is in Capricorn, and I have nothing in Capricorn. So how how do we do we just sort of aim any ritual and intentioning to the tenth house in general? Yes, uh, okay. but it's important to realize that you don't have. Uh, is this a double negative? You don't have nothing in Capricorn. <laughs> when it, uh, there's no such. Let me try that again. Um, uh, people won't trust my writing if I can't say this right. Um, <laughs> you have, uh, there's no such thing as an empty house. Okay, on the cusp of that house, that uh, that house has a ruler, and the ruler okay. of Capricorn is Saturn, and you have Saturn in Aquarius in the eleventh house. Um, you the you've got Pluto transiting your tenth house in Capricorn. Um, if we ran some asteroids, I know we'd find some really interesting name asteroids for you um, that are in Capricorn. Don't be uh, don't be uh, disillusioned by an empty house. It just means it's less complicated in that area of life. Obviously, a house that's crowded has a bunch of different signs in it and there's a bunch of planets. You, there's a lot more going on. But for you, your main 
focus on your 10th house is your is Saturn in Aquarius in the 11th. So it to me obviously what you do with groups of people the one to many is going to strongly influence your career mission profession and life and you want to invite Saturn in Aquarius to be part of your 10th house. He rules there. So we don't don't let him hear you say there's nothing going on. <laughs> okay. You don't want that. Okay. Right. And also, if you look, in astrology, the usually the north node is shown and the south node is, is um, assumed because the south node is always exactly 180 degrees opposite. You have south node smack dab in the middle of your 10th house. And that's a powerful point because anything that touches the south node is going to touch the north node as well. And we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about your life path. We're talking about letting go of the, especially on the full moon, letting go of the past. And this can be ideas and constraints of the past and moving forward into your creative future. I think it aligns very nicely with the idea of shifting and prepaving into uh, the it doesn't matter how this goes, everything's going to work out all right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's wonderful. That's really good. Thank you. Kim, I've got uh, Jamie's chart. I just posted it in chat room, so it should be the most recent link. Okay. And I believe it should work for everyone. I I have it on Astro, not in the gallery.
wanting my 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 business, which is not a partnership, to be very successful. So I'm open to whatever. Mm-hmm. I Okay. No, that's that's good. I just find it so interesting that you've got Aries rules to your seventh house of partnerships. And it's very natural for you to kind of want to drive the partnership. So I imagine that anything that's happening with your partner, with your husband's business, it's it's difficult to separate out and feel like it isn't happening to you. Obviously, it's your partner, so there's good, there's it does affect you, but <clears throat> it's probably hard to just um, let him deal with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and and it's so interesting that you've presented these two different areas. Like, okay, here's my business, and that, but then uh, I am worried about his. Part of this, um, you might be solved by you putting more focus into your own business. And trusting that he's going to unravel, he's going to solve and sort and and deliver his business in whatever way is right for him. Is that your nice way of saying get out of his business? Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Mind your own business. (laughs) I think at this point, mind your own business because the more you work, okay, in partnerships for you aren't really equal. There, you need to be the boss when it comes to partnerships. And it's very likely that in this, I'm not looking at your husband's chart, obviously, but I have a feeling that he needs to manage this himself so that okay. it, as, as it succeeds, as he solves it in a successful way, he's actually ha- done it. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll like that. You'll respect how well he handles it. I would prepave along the lines of he's the boss of his business he's is totally capable of handling it no matter how it shakes out it's i'm fine yeah and it's experience for him yeah uh, and i, and I, I mean, love releasing that um energy and saying this is being taken care of it's not it's not for me to engage my energy on that well yeah definitely not your worry energy because yeah Jeanette, remember how you like so so strong is you saying that worry is like a curse, worrying mm-hmm. about someone whether oh they're going to say. I have a Muggle friend who emails me once a week saying, "How are you? Are you okay?" Like if he doesn't hear from me, he starts worrying about me. I'm like, P- "What? Would you? Why would you send that to someone you cared about? Come on! Yeah. If you don't know how I'm doing, at least assume everything's fabulous instead of assuming." I love that. Oh, I know. That's such a good point. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so I love that, you know, I and so if we were to, if I were to just exclusively then focus on my, you know, um, and I hate to use the word worry because I feel like I'm actually doing a very good job of um, releasing that, but if you wanted to know, like, my primary focus is definitely um, enjoying it, it, having a good time, but also tr- listening for inspiration about how, um, my business can be more successful. Mm, mm. You know what was interesting uh, to me with that Jupiter rolling on her natal sun, Kim, because I heard Jamie yeah. say something about the purpose of her bit or like the focus of her business. Yeah. And I, yeah. I wondered if that Jupiter sun action might be leading to that desire or contributing to that. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so expansive. And I think the most important thing for you to do, Jamie, right now about your business is being open to new possibilities. Not like a whole new business necessarily, but the thing is you've got the moon and the north node right there on the midheaven, and that tells me that if your heart's not in it, if this is not the love of your life business, you're, if there's any ho-hum in there at all, if it doesn't feel like it is it just lighting you up on a core instinctual level, love, 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 love. You have to be so in love with this, whatever it is. You're going to get bored with it and get uh, anxious with it, and you're going to want to shift to something that you can love. So the first thing I would ask is how in love, you know, a scale of 1 to 10, how much does this light you up? Mm -hmm. 
and obviously that's rhetorical. You decide that yourself. But <clears throat> what? <clears throat> Sorry. And, and Jamie might be in that process of, you know, discovering what it is that she loves most as she's determining a focus for your business. Am I right, Jamie, or do you feel like? Yeah, exactly. Okay, like so I the, I, the idea here is to give yourself flexibility and allow for change, allow for new possibilities, new openings, new avenues. Maybe it's the business with this twist or that direction or see yourself in a state of flux. And that's not a bad bad state. The state of flux that allows for ideas that you hadn't considered before that you can uh, grab in and focus on. Um, <clears throat> you need something that really, really, really engages you. You get bored really easily with things Kim, that aren't. Yeah. Because of the changing nature of the moon, is that why you're suggesting, you know, make be a be open-minded about this, maybe even allow for it to change over time? Where the moon is in the chart, things change. Things yeah. fluctuate. It doesn't have to be bad. And with all that, uh, with your Virgo emphasis, changes just like a holiday. <laughs> this is awesome. You want the flow. You've got Mercury on the ascendant. It wants this flow of energy. Keep things moving. Keep things stimulated. Keep it fresh. We don't want any, you know, rivers bogging up and uh, and um clogging we want the open flow and i think you know you all think about where the moon is in your chart this is an area where there is change and you want to get uh at ease and on board with it doesn't mean that you don't have the same i I don't want you to think that you have to change hats every two years and it's going to be this whole new thing it just means change within the the structure of what you've got going. Does that? I don't even know what the business is, so I'm not sure how this if this applies at all or not. Why do coaching and like training services? And I think like to Jeanette's point, like I uh, don't really have a niche established, and so like that's what you know, like it resonates with me because I am still sort of like. I don't know what direction I want to go. I just know that I, you know, I just know what um, my core values are and I know what my passion is and my purpose. I just don't know how I'm actually um, turning that around and, um, you know, um, ha- you know, and just um, highlighting those strengths. Mm, mm. Uh I think that the idea of being open to the new possibilities is is going to do that. You've got something in place now, and again, if it lights you up, if you if this is your passion, the idea of engaging your core values and the value of love and nurturing and um, teaching and fostering and you know, moon and cancer values. Jeanette, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It makes me curious about Jamie's core values list because I bet we could see it in her chart if she named them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Connection and uh, authenticity and balance are like kind of my biggies. Okay, that's really cool because that's all your Libra, right? That's yep. the virtue connection, balance, mm-hmm. authenticity, Saturn on the ascendant. I'm just my mouse is circling around and around on your sentence. <laughs> uh, but there is a very powerful, instinctual, nurturing, growing, mothering, protecting, fostering, loving. What is there a group of that in the core values? There is, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, vital as well and so it's um it's a connection in the way the mother hen connects to all the little chicks you know there's no judgment there's just the wings are out and uh the chicks can run under the wings and then they get curious and they run out uh into the into the world it's a very fostering kind of energy and i um i think focusing on programs or whatever you're offering that does that, that takes people and that you use the connection and use the um, the insight and the teaching 
to to allow them to go forth out into the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. But right now, in terms of Jupiter over the sun, um, I'd be looking for opportunities and new aha moments just popping up. And uh, don't be afraid to go with them. Don't think, oh, but I have this in place, so how could I actually you know, pivot over here and expand in this direction? Um, allow for those expansions. Okay. And allow. Kind of, I also kind of like activating the story um, – I know what my work is about. I know what I'm here for. I mean, just to just to grease the wheels for any additional clarity about what your work or your business wants to be, if you start affirming that you know instead of wondering, you know how Abraham yeah. talks about getting out of question energy and into solution energy? Oh, affirm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Affirmation that's around, Yeah, I know you, you, what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah, I definitely... I, you know what, Jeanette, I have been in that questioning thing, so I should definitely. Yeah. Well, with Jupiter well, rolling onto right. your sun and sun being all about purpose and identity, it feels like a really good time to affirm that I know this. I know because I, I wouldn't want to bring a question. I wouldn't. Jupiter's coming up on my sun. Well, is on your sun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring it in question form. I'd bring it in in affirmation form of you know mm-hmm. what I prefer. That's, I'm I'm thinking those I am statements. Yeah, it would be really good for this time. And you know what? And it's so funny because, like, I that I got caught up in this, uh, like, a couple weeks ago, too, when I was talking with someone. I do I am statements and affirmations, but for completely different things, and I totally don't even touch on that area. And um, I need to definitely add that into the, into the repertoire of, mm-hmm. of affirmations because it's one of those areas where I just totally wasn't even dialed in. So oh right, so you're busy. you do them for other things in your life, but not for your career. Well, my my statements are I'm I'm successful. I I have a you know I have a um uh I have a I'm a successful and brilliant coach in high demand and things like that. But they're not. I am I'm a hundred percent clear on my purpose and pursuing it. You know, like I it doesn't. I li- yeah I am living my purpose or yeah exactly. Right. Get, yeah, I think focusing, that's a really good idea, is getting those, hone those down, the shorter the better, the clearer, there's no wiggle room, there's no hedging, mm-hmm. just really powerful I am statements. That would be so supportive of Jupiter. Uh, then Jupiter delivers. There's there's a, there's a platform to deliver. Right now, it's going around and around in the truck, and there's no loading zone. Mm. <laughs> Give him a loading zone. That's making me so curious about what Jupiter's doing in your chart on the heels of the news that your publisher has oh. asked you for a second, for the second installment of the trilogy, correct? Yeah, yeah. What's that? What, yeah. Do you know your chart number off the top of your head? Because I'm so curious um, to see if we can God. see it. I should chart. know my chart number off the top of my head. It's way in the beginning. But what I can do is give you, you know, on our page of us, we've got both our charts there side by side. Mine's on the left, and I've just put it in the, did it go in the, yep, yeah. uh, there. So it's a smaller wheel, but you can see, you can see that Jupiter has been in my first house for a year. And so for a year, Jupiter 148, has, oh, by the way, if anyone wants an oh, easier okay, one to yeah. read, Kim's 148. Okay, oh, so Jupiter's you. been in your, it's been in, it's been in, oh, your first house for a year, you're saying. Oh. Yeah. It's been in my okay. first house for a year. And hang on, I'm putting this one in because I want to see the bigger wheel. So it's been in there for a year, and 90% of that year so far, I was in that state of uh, worry. <laughs> I was oh, pretty wow. much blocking, the ju- full of worry. First, I was worried that, yeah, I didn't even want to go back and talk about all the things I was worried about. But it just kind of went, because it's such a habit, and worry just kind of went from, um, go to go to go and here's the other interesting thing that i thought of you know how the first house is our appearance right the sixth house is the health of the body but the first house is very much our appearance and in this last year i didn't even look in the mirror anymore i'm not where i have really let go of any um i don't know what it is a it's not about being vain it was just worried about 
I'm, I'm so not you're, sure. There's, there's a couple ways to not look in the mirror, but what I hear you saying is you're not looking in the mirror because you have such confidence or, you, or like you just don't even care. Okay. Care. Right, not I out care. of a worry. I already know. I'm off, oh, no, it's the opposite of worry. It's just like, who need, I don't need a mirror. This is, I <laughs> am, that I am. <laughs> and it's filtered down that, you know, there's this whole trend of going towards um, natural hair color not just because of the whatever evidence of the um, toxins and so forth in hair color and blah, 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 but there are all these actresses, gorgeous women, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis comes to mind to start with, but women who are just not, I guess it's a rebellion against um, the ageist idea that your natural hair color and roots and whatever are a bad thing. I mean, how many show of hands women here uh, worry about their roots? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's rhetorical, but, you know, we th- think about that. All right, Jupiter through my uh, first house, I not only just don't worry about it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look bad anymore. It doesn't look, like, oh my God, fix that, cover that up. Oh, it's changed. Something is completely pivoted. I feel whatever Jamie Lee Curtis felt, <laughs> and, and uh, I feel that it's like it's not. I'm not even trying um, because if I was trying, you know, you can get organic henna. There's other options. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, it doesn't worry. And now it looks cool. And I don't know if that's mm. part of the zeitgeist because there is one going on, um, which I think is awesome. But mm-hmm. I, I think I attribute that to Jupiter in, going through my first house of appearance and the expansion of my perception of myself, and cool. the not giving a rip about what a culture, which we already know is patriarchal and and ageist and all these other things, to determine how good I feel about the way I look. So that's, that's a huge. Cool effect of Jupiter in one. I like it. It is. It is. And there's a lot going on in terms of of my writing and career, mission profession and so forth it is is really awesome. And I'm sure uh Jupiter supports, but to me right now in this red hot moment, that has been the most spectacular outcome of Jupiter's transit through the first house. Hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Jeanette? With your, can we look, Do we want to look at your chart just really briefly? Because I know that you've got Jupiter return coming up, and that's such an important time. I'm, it's and, right now. There, it's happening now. Like happening. I'm 1949 in my natal okay. chart. Hang on. So. 19. <laughs> I love that we have these numbers. Hi. Oh, you have a link, Jeanette? It's I'm the one image. Four, I'm one four nine in the gallery. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you said 1949. I thought that was your. Oh no, <laughs> that's my that's my natal Jupiter. Sorry, I'm yeah, one four no, nine in the gallery. Sorry, guys. I get that now. No, it's all good. <laughs> I got you now. <clears throat> so Jupiter had been in your uh, seventh. And we already know that there's been an expansion of your perception of relationship in that time. And wow, and there it is. Okay, so the Jupiter return is the once every 12-year reunion of Jupiter coming home. Jupiter's coming home, and Jupiter wants a celebration. It wants a party. It wants to bring into manifestation 12 years of desires. and obviously to you don't want a loading zone you need a whole airstrip to bring in <laughs> what you're offering so the celebration begins now and it's so interesting to me that eighth house eighth house concerns have risen to the surface um and we talked about this before and i think that any time that we have a worry about something, sometimes the best way to clear the worry and to free you from that confrontation is, and that strangling, that limiting, that choking off, is to face it head on. And the only way to face worry head on is for it to rise up. 
and be in our lives. <laughs> what Kim's saying, everyone, is Jeanette is an example of what happens when you don't get your worries under control and Jupiter shows up. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's he's saying, okay, so she did she didn't just let that go and you know roll the shoulders and water off a duck's back. Uh, she's so we're going to have to amp up the push, the contrast. We're going to have to amp up this thing so that you can you can release it. And it has to get big, big, bigger. Kabam. Hmm. So, well, wherever. It's funny that yeah. you keep saying kabam and like Pluto type things because I'm eyeing. What happens when Jupiter gets on Pluto? Like, do, oh, does okay. the world need to be afraid of me? Yeah, <laughs> but in a good way. In a good way because the power. I get. Oh, I just got chills up my spine. The level of power uh, that you start to own. And that, didn't we talk about, what did I say? Sometimes you have to nuke things. It's okay to do the Pluto transformation. Pluto transformation is very different than Sun and Libra. Sun and Libra changes by keeping everything nice and keeping everyone happy and keeping everyone near. Um, and, and, and that's lovely and it's beautiful. But when it's Pluto and when it's Moon and Scorpio, the change can be about throwing gas on the on the crap and lighting a match and uh, pushing the button. Yeah, Yeah, and this is healthy. This is a a fabulous way of clearing the air. And Libra may, you know, you've got three planets in Libra, and she may have gone overboard over the last, you know, five or six or 12 years about keeping things nice and keeping... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. As deliberate creators, we tend not to go for the nuclear uh, option because uh, <laughs> we feel like there can be a fun, creative way to have change. And God, I remember the first breakup. You were talking about the happiest breakup. Well, I all I could think was your moon in Scorpio. Is oh my bullshit. gosh, M- moon in yeah. <laughs> Hello, she's having her way this time around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and what I, I I it makes me think of what I always say about how I, I sometimes am a little all my best manifesting stories are so old why is that why don't I have any fabulous manifesting stories that are recent and I realize it's because that's all my best contrast was old yeah. okay I got major contrast right now <laughs> so I got a really well, good manifesting success in the works absolutely no doubt about it but uh, I have the contrast to thank for it because, you know, wimpy contrast is wimpy success. Huge contrast, huge success. So I'm smiling. Yeah. My moon in uh, Scorpio yeah. can smile about that huge contrast <laughs> thanks oh, to my yeah. A training. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. She's, that, she's sitting there rubbing her palms together going, <laughs> bring it, bring it. <laughs> I got something bigger. And and I just got chills again. She loves that. You got to let her loose because yeah. this moon in Scorpio, that's your passion, and that's what's going to bring something really rich and and uh, and creative and beautiful in your life, as the as you said. And look, Jupiter is going. You got your Jupiter return, then you got Jupiter on Pluto, then you got Jupiter on Uranus, and then you got Jupiter on the Sun. You are looking at the next. <clears throat> wow, the next. Two months. I, I mean, I just don't even. We we have to talk about. What I know. Into well, I know. It's like go, it's going to make everything bigger, right? So, like, I better get some stuff under control so that I'm not yeah. harboring any more of that stuff that I don't want to confront in exactly. that really harsh, negative way. Exactly, and and just you got to trust this. Jupiter is expanding your life in really powerful ways. There's a lot of Jupiter conjunct. Pluto, which you have natally anyway, is a classic, classic uh, money. It's not even, we don't even say money. We say wealth, richness. Oh. <laughs> um, it's, it's very strong. You've got to pave ways for this to come in. It's like we've been saying all along. You, you, um, it's, a, it's an airstrip. You need to visualize you know, uh, you know the ship coming in even, and maybe it's this giant harbor that all the boats leave, so the giant boat has got all your <laughs> your uh, <laughs> desires in it can maneuver in and start unpacking. That's what I'm seeing. 
very very fun to contemplate. Thanks for that peek at it, Kim. Okay. And thanks everyone who let us play with your charts today. This was a fun conversation. Yeah, I I feel does everybody feel lighter about their worries right now? I I know I do. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. I'm going to have to work on it, but it's it's nice to know that it's it's um yeah, it cannot matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the irony is, as soon as the big thing that matters so much doesn't matter, it all falls into place. It is so mm. freaking ironic. I yeah, I was, think, I was feeling that so much with this full moon in Capricorn, because Capricorn is all about, you know, business, and the ten, well, the 10th house for me, it's all about business, and 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 this this very stuff that I'm sitting with. So it it does have ease in it, and I'm grateful for that. Mm. And remember, the full moons are about letting go. (laughs) Yeah, they're about about releasing. They're about releasing. And I know that we're so afraid that if we release something, we'll lose it, and it's that is just so opposite of the case. So opposite. Mm. So okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks everyone, everyone for, for playing today. Up. Thank you, Kim, for all the Thank you very much. Them. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Love you guys. Bye bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.